Welcome back to another episode of Investees. On this week's episode, we are going to discuss the market volatility and what has been triggering it. One of my favorite quotes when thinking about the volatility in the market is a quote by Mark Twain that says, history doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. Before we get into current triggering factors that are making the market volatile, I want to get into the history of September and October in the stock market. I feel like when we look at past data and past trends, it sort of helps ease our mind and it does rhyme. The end of the third quarter does tend to be a challenging time for stocks historically. This led to the term called the September effect. September has been the weakest month of the year on average since 1928. While September has had its fair share of bad months, it is important to note that not every single month has been bad. However, the majority of the months in September have been tough, leading some to believe in the September effects and its correlation with market psychology. There are several reasons why many believe the September effect actually exists, and those reasons are that investors are coming back from their summer break and they want to lock in gains. Another reason is that they want to liquidate their assets to cover their children's schooling fees. And then the last reason is that they wanna lock in gains for potential tax losses before the end of the year. I wanna talk about these three reasons because when I first started to dive into the world of investing, I was mind blown by the way rich people think. Now, this is your reminder as we move into this conversation that the top 10% most wealthiest people in this country own 90% of the stock market. The core reason of the September effect is that investors want to sell any stocks of theirs that made money. A potential reason can be in order to pay for their child's education. When you open up a brokerage account to begin investing in the stock market, it asks you, why are you opening this account? There is a drop-down menu when you fill out your application, and in the drop-down menu, one of the reasons is, is this account for your child's education? Can we just take a moment to process that? Wealthy people purchase stocks in order to finance their child's education. Meanwhile, other parents with the resources to do so are putting money in a savings account, high yield savings account at best that will cover you for inflation, while others have insane student loans or some just don't even go to school at all for lack of resources. The insight on this always blows my mind. Okay, so that's one of the reasons why we believe the September effect takes place. And then the second reason is to cover any income taxes that may be due. You may be asking yourself right now, what do tax payments have to do with September? 
September is the end of Q3. October 1st is the beginning of Q4, and it is also the drop dead date to pay for any income taxes after receiving an extension. One thing about wealthy people is that they are going to leverage everything they can leverage, including an income tax payment extension, most especially if that extension is interest free. In this case, the leverage is time. They are buying themselves time either to make more money potentially in the stock market like we're seeing in this example here where you have an extension, it's interest-free, and you get to potentially make more money because the investment sits longer in the stock market. So the other belief is that many people are selling their stocks in order to pay for taxes, which is, by the way, another option on the drop-down menu when you are opening a brokerage account. Is this an account you're going to use to pay for your taxes? This is the way wealthy people think. They are leveraging the stock market and publicly traded companies not only to pay for their child's education, but to also pay for their taxes. I get so worked up about this and so passionate about it because these are real life-changing strategies. And they're strategies that can revolutionize the way we think about money. Yet, these strategies are not made available to us. We don't learn about them in school. This is generational knowledge that is exclusive to the top 10%. We're gonna take a short break and when we get back, we are going to discuss the actual triggers that have affected September and are also affecting the beginning of October as well as October's historical trends. Investees, I have a confession to make. I enjoy watching a really good reality TV show, especially one that allows me to escape from my own reality and puts me in a space where I do not have to use my brain. I don't get to watch them often, but when I do, I indulge and I will take the brain break. However, with that being said, I do find it equally important for us to invest in ourselves and in our education, especially as we are one of the biggest growing markets in the country. We have the fifth ranked GDP. This means that if we were a country, we would be ranked as the fifth most powerful country in the world just based on our purchasing power. And while I think this is absolutely incredible, I also think that we have a responsibility to our community and to the future of our community to educate ourselves on how we can leverage the type of resources that we're talking about in this episode. 
on November 4th and 5th, I will be teaching a live virtual crash course on the stock market. This is a crash course for beginners. If you know absolutely nothing about the stock market, including what the words stock market actually mean, then not to worry, I got you. I cover it in this 10 hour crash course, five hours on Saturday, five hours on Sunday. For more information, head over to our website, inloosewetrust.com, search for Wealth Warrior, and you will find all of the curriculum details. I look forward to seeing you then. And we're back. We've covered the September effect. Now we are going to cover the October bottom. October has been known to be the month of bottoms. This is when the stock market goes as low as it's going to go for some period of time and then starts to take off, so to speak. It starts to rally, which means that it starts to increase in value. We saw this last year. And investors are anticipating that this is going to happen again this October. This happens when we have a volatile September and we see a steep decline in September. The decline continues into October and then it starts to move in the opposite direction. The theories on why the stock market begins to move in a positive direction in October is because we have earnings reports for Q3. This begins mid-October. We are about a week away from earnings reports. And typically, earnings reports that are delivered in this quarter tend to be pretty positive. And so if they are positive, that is going to impact the stock market and move it towards an upward trend, which is what we are hopeful for. Just a reminder that this is based on historical trends. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to happen, but it means that oftentimes it does. For example, if earnings reports just come in extremely negative, then this could potentially send the stock market down even lower. It's really going to be dependent on earnings reports and how good those companies are reporting, as well as other important key data information pertaining to inflation and job reports, which is what we're going to get into next. We have had two key pieces of information that came out this week. The first one we had was on Monday. That was a report provided by JOLTS. JOLTS is U.S. labor data that helps measure job vacancies. JOLTS reported that we had 9.6 million job openings, which is incredible. It means that the economy is really strong. That information sent the stock market plummeting. You would think that positive information like that would send the stock market up even higher, but that's not the case. Don't let this confuse you. Let me explain. The stock market is mostly fearful of interest rates going up even further. And if we have a strong job report, then this can potentially signal to the feds that we need to continue increasing interest rates. 
In order to lower inflation, the Fed is trying to create pain in the market. This pain mainly impacts the middle class. The inflation that is currently taking place, that is inflicting pain on the poorest people in this country. It doesn't necessarily impact the middle class like those living on the poverty line, where the main focus is to simply put food on the table. The costs of eggs matter. The cost of bread matter. And while yes, inflation impacts all of us, it impacts the middle class in a much different way than it impacts the families living in poverty. We've talked about this several times on this podcast. And so when we have a strong job report, that indicates that the economy is still strong and the feds need to raise interest rates even further. Again, this potentially hurting the middle class even more and then eventually hurting publicly traded companies overall because it can throw us into a recession. On Tuesday this week, we received a report from ADP and Stanford Lab. This report lets us know how many jobs were added to the economy. So to recap, the JOLT reports was a report that indicates how many job openings there are. That report was for the month of August. The ADP report that we received on Tuesday is a report that tells us how many jobs were added to the month of September. That report came in much lower than expected, meaning few jobs were added to the month of September. This is negative news overall. Only 89,000 jobs were added in the month of September, according to this ADP report. And what was actually forecasted was 153,000 jobs. And the amount of jobs that we added in the previous month for August was 180,000. So this is a relatively negative number and is the most negative number that we've seen since 2021. This information sent the stock market soaring on Tuesday. It was positive news for the stock market, overall negative news for the economy. But again, the stock market is fearful of interest rate hikes. And this report signals to the feds, you've done enough pain to the middle class, stop what you're doing, no longer raise interest rates, because the fed is reviewing all of this data and making their decisions based on it. We have another really big monthly report that is being released this Friday based on our employment situation in the country, a report that's also produced by the Bureau of Labor and Statistic. This is going to either confirm the ADP report or confirm the JOLTS report released on Monday. So it is a big week this week in terms of job labor statistics. 
The biggest takeaway this week is that the stock market is unpredictable. Despite us having historical data to make speculations on the market, what is important here is that we are learning about economics and historical trends, how to navigate these trends and leverage them so that we can be strategic on our journey to building generational wealth. If you're enjoying Investee's podcast and you're finding the information beneficial, please consider heading over to Apple Podcasts, rate and review us. This helps us with getting visibility. Investee's podcast is a Cosmic Standard and In Lose We Trust production. I'm your host, Linda Garcia. A special thank you to our team, Eliza Smith, Jacob Winnick, Asia Simpson, and Nina Gensler-Devs.